Okay, four parts uh, this morning. So first a story, then a look at kind of the bitter challenge of our gospel. Third, to take uh, to receive some relief from that challenge. And then four, to kind of return to the challenge uh, and to see that it's a bit more palatable for us. So first, a story. Uh, one time I was at a family's house a few years ago and uh, they had a bunch of kids and we were enjoying the evening. And I was kind of uh, with, with their oldest daughter. She was maybe seven or eight at the time, something like that. Uh, she's this really cute little girl. And um, we were having fun uh, and talking about what heaven was going to be like. And I told her something that I'm just absolutely convinced of, and that is that in heaven, we're all going to have really big beards. <laughs> like everybody, men, women, it doesn't, it's not going to matter. We're all going to have, and so I was telling her, I was like, I'm, I'm pretty sure of this, that when we get to heaven, we're all going to have big beards. You know, this cute little, you know, girl is like not interested in beards, right? She's just like, no, no, we're not. It's like, no, I'm pretty sure. We're going to have beer. No, no. And I was like, okay, well, if it's true that we're all going to have beards, would you still want to go? No. <laughs> I said, do you want to reconsider your answer? And she was confronted with the fact that she just said she didn't want to go to heaven. And so she was stuck with this decision. Either I have to admit that I'm okay having a beard if we have beards in heaven, but I'm in heaven, or I don't want to go. So she did what any little girl would do in that situation. She burst into tears and ran off to her room, leaving the priest to feel terrible about what he did. So why do I tell that story? I think I tell that story because because we need to ask ourselves a similar question. We can be really quick to dismiss Jesus when he's really d direct and difficult in his sayings. But I think we need to hear again what he says, because he says something pretty difficult to us. If anyone comes to me without hating his father and mother, wife and children, brothers and sisters, and even his own life, he cannot be my disciple. Whoever does not carry his own cross and come after me cannot be my disciple. In the same way, any one of you who does not renounce all his possessions cannot be my disciple. I think we can be really quick to dismiss this saying from Jesus as though saying, well, he's not speaking literally. He doesn't really mean that. He wouldn't, he wouldn't refuse me entrance into heaven. And so we're stuck with, with this, either we're going to just dismiss what he says, or we have to really let ourselves sit in the discomfort of what he's saying. Right? So, so it begins by saying, great crowds were traveling with him. This is, this is the fascinating thing about Jesus, that if you, if you read the Gospels, Anytime the crowds get bigger and bigger and bigger, Jesus is more likely to turn to them and say something that is so striking. Great crowds are following him. And so he turns to them and he says something that is meant to catch their attention and almost like shock them. 
right? Because Jesus isn't interested in just like, he's, he's not interested in having fans. He's not interested in people just kind of joining up because they want to be part of a movement. Jesus is interested in disciples, people who give their lives to him. And so he's saying, look, if you want what I'm offering, you can imagine Jesus holding on to a rope, right? If you want eternity, this is what it's about. And so for you and for me, I think we, we can't just simply dismiss it. Now, now remember, there's, there's relief coming after this, this part here. But, but before we get to the relief, we have to ask the question, if it's true that for you to enter into heaven, to be a disciple of Jesus, you have to hate your father and mother, wife and children, brothers and sisters, and even hate your own life. If that's true, do you still want to go to heaven? Let yourself sit with that. I think it's a bit uncomfortable, right? If it's true that for you to enter into heaven as a disciple of Jesus, you have to renounce all of your possessions, do you still want to go? I think if we're honest, right, many of us would say, I'm not sure. Even as we sort of recognize what we're saying, right, like, ah, uh, I mean, I want heaven, but I have to hate all these people that I love so much? I don't know. That's a good thing, actually, that I have to wrestle with this because it means I'm paying attention. It means that I'm not just looking to, to, to be a part of something, but that I'm actually wrestling with, like, do I want to live my life with Jesus? Am I willing to let his difficult teachings actually, like, go beneath the surface of my life and hit my heart so that I actually have to let myself be affected by them. That's a good thing. Now, here's where the relief comes. So I was reading about this. I, I myself was similar. All, all week, uh, as I was praying with this, I was like, okay, well, there's no way Jesus is speaking literally. No way. And then just a couple days ago, I was reading something, and it said, well, actually, Jesus was speaking literally, but not in the way that you and I would expect. Because here's the way that you and I would expect. When we hear words like love and hate, we tend to associate those with emotions, feelings. For people in Jesus' time, they would, they would think of it that way, but they would, there was another way that they would often refer to hatred and love. You see, for people in Jesus' time, it was more often that they would think of these things as though they are intellectual activities that can be carried out with the will. The will is what we have. It's, it's our ability to choose things. So for Jesus to talk about hating our, our family and friends uh, so that we can be his disciple, hating our own lives, he's not talking about having unpleasant, distasteful feelings toward each other and toward ourselves, right? Because it's like impossible. Uh, how, can I, how can I have an unpleasant feeling towards someone that I actually naturally love? How can I have an unpleasant feeling toward myself when, when I, like, I'm actually meant to enjoy myself in some ways? Right? So, so he doesn't ask us to do impossible things, but what he is saying is that with your mind, recognize that these people 
cannot lead you to heaven. And so with your mind and with your will, your ability to choose, recognize that if you run into a situation where these people in your life or these things in your life could actually rob you of eternity, then you must hate them. That is to say, you must sever the alliance that's there. But instead, choose me. Because I am, Jesus is saying, I am the only one that can lead you to eternal life with God forever. The only one. And this, this I think, hopefully, right? Hopefully we have good families and hopefully our families are, are interested in our benefit. Hopefully we have good habits in our lives and, and, and that, that we're building up possessions in such a way that they're not trying to lure us away from looking forward to heaven. But the reality is, brothers and sisters, that our family and friends are not always interested in eternal life. The reality is, brothers and sisters, that we ourselves have a tendency to try to build up a certain kind of life that makes us feel comfortable here and now so that we don't actually look forward to death. We don't actually look forward to heaven, but instead we have a tendency to build up a kind of life here and now that says, can it wait a little bit longer? And what Jesus is saying is like, no, you need to cut that off to renounce. I think this, I think this word renouncing is, is, a, is a really helpful word. What, is, what does it mean? So to renounce something, uh, it means that I'm saying, I'm, I'm putting my foot down and I'm saying, I am not going to let this thing or this person rule over my life. I'm not going to let this thing or this person determine the decisions that I make. I'm renouncing them. For what? So that Jesus Christ and Jesus Christ alone can rule over my life. That if I'm ever faced with a decision where, where my family and friends or, or the habits of my life encourage me from, from going away from the gospel, from, from breaking one of God's commandments, no, I renounce that, but instead I claim myself for Jesus and I give myself over to him so that he alone may possess my mind, so that he alone may possess my heart. And every decision that I make, I make in light of him because he's the only one that leads me to heaven. No one else does. And so for us, we have to think about this. What are the things, if Jesus is saying, right, we have to hate these people, we have to, we have to choose against them if they lead us away from him. We have to renounce our possessions. What are the things that we possess? What are the things that we have attachments to that, that if we're not careful, those attachments can actually lead us into great spiritual and eternal danger? We have to consider what they are before we can really consider whether we want to truly be a disciple of Jesus, whether we're prepared to renounce them. Right? So what are the things we have? Of course, we have family, we have friends. Right? Are you prepared to renounce your family and your friends if they lead you into a place where you could end up in serious grave sin? I know many people who have come to me over my years, so, so I'm not speaking of anyone in specific, but many people who have come to me over the years saying, Father, I'm, I'm going to be with my kids and they don't go to Mass, so I'm not going to be able to make it to Mass. And I say to them, no, you have it within you to demand that they take you to Mass. And if they won't, don't go with them. Father, I'm going to be traveling with my family and, you know, it just, it's just not going to work out. No, no, no. You don't know, like, you have it within you. 
The internet is at your fingertips on your phone. You can find out mass times and you can adjust your travel plans accordingly. And if you can't, then don't go. Father, I can't help it. You know, uh, my, my, my girlfriend or my boyfriend, we're, we're just, we're, we're tempted into sin. We, 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 can't, we can't keep uh, living pure lives. No, you have it within you to live a firm life rooted in Christ. Are you prepared to renounce, to break, to sever the alliance that's there for the sake of eternity? What else do you have? You have money, reputation, fame, popularity. Everyone desires these things, right? But the, but the Bible is so clear that actually if we pursue these things and, and pursue more and more of them, that they actually are going to lead us away from heaven and straight toward hell. Are you prepared to sever your, your desire for money, to sever your desire for popularity and fame and to have a good reputation? Now, again, that's not to say that these things are bad, right? We're not saying that family and friends are bad. We're not saying that money is necessarily bad or being, being popular is a bad thing. But the point of all of this is that these are not your primary connection in life, but compared to your primary connection in life with Jesus, you're, you're prepared to cut the ties, to say, if I need to be poor so that I can pursue a life of holiness and godliness, I am prepared to be poor. If I have to break off relationships in my life so that I can maintain fidelity to the gospel of Jesus Christ, letting him rule over my life, then I am prepared to cut off those relationships. And that might hurt like hell, but I know that the reward Jesus promises me is heaven. So I'm prepared for it because I always have the eternal perspective in mind. What else do you own? You own your emotions. We all know this, that there are times in our lives when we just don't feel like following Jesus. There are times in our lives when we don't feel like coming to Mass. There are times in our lives when we don't feel like reading the Bible. There are times in our lives when we don't feel like praying, when we don't feel like living virtuously. Are you prepared to deny yourself and say, in spite of my feelings, in spite of my distaste for living a holy life, I choose to sever that, to renounce it for the sake of eternity with God forever in heaven. You own your political beliefs. Are you prepared to sever yourself from your political person, your political beliefs? Because sometimes those political beliefs don't match up with what the church teaches and what's in the Bible. And so I'm willing to say, you know what, I think I, I naturally think this way, but, but the church actually teaches me, the Bible teaches me, Jesus teaches me to think this other way. And so I'm prepared to deny myself so that I can, I can sever that connection and be holy and only connected to Jesus. You own your sports teams, you own your hobbies. Are you prepared to say, you know what, I know it's hunting weekend, but I can go later in the day. I need to get to Mass. I know that in a few weeks the Vikings play in London and so the game's at 8 o'clock in the morning. You know what? That's okay. I'm okay to miss the game so that I can get to Mass. Are you prepared, brothers and sisters, to renounce even those things that you enjoy so much so that you can maintain your united and singular connection to Jesus? 
Because, brothers and sisters, that connection to Jesus is the only connection that's going to connect you from this life to the next one. The other ones, when you die, will be severed. And if these, any of these, are your main connection, they're going to cut you off. They're actually going to sever you from your connection to Jesus. And you will spend eternity separated from him rather than connected to him, becoming a, a member of his body, seeing him face to face. It's a hard message from the Lord. It's a challenge for sure. And yet, what could be more worth it? What could be more worth it? to deny yourself and say, you know what? I'm willing to go through this discomfort here and now. I'm willing to go through this act of self-denial and sacrifice now for the sake of eternity. Because in eternity, it just doesn't stop. The pleasantries of eternity don't stop. While the pleasantries of this life will and do all the time. And so I think for us, brothers and sisters, for you and for me, we have to let ourselves sit down this week and maybe ask ourselves the questions. Do I have any primary connections in my life that are actually preventing me from being singularly connected to Jesus? Are there any areas in my life, relationships, habits, things, possessions, that I actually need to renounce this week so that I can fall under the one umbrella of Jesus, letting him and him alone rule over me. Because under his protective care, as his disciple, I can live confidently, trusting that he will fulfill every promise that he's given to me, every promise into eternity.